Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Jordan? Hmm? I went to the flea market this morning. I'm very proud of myself. You know why? Why? I got that clothing rack on top of my car. Uh, like to transport clothing? Like you, you've attached a special rack to the car? Oh my God, that's the new thing that I'm doing. Yes, I'm, glu- I'm gluing a clothing rack on top of my car and driving around like a retail store. Like Man. a cross between a retail store and one of those dinosaurs with the sail fin. <laughs> Like a just a J.C. Penny that scoots around town. Oh, I love it. No, I bought a giant clothing rack, and mm-hmm. I thought I could get it into the back of my... I drive a station wagon, Jordan. You know this, but the audience might not know this. They could probably tell from my tone of voice. But I, uh, I've, I've, I tried to fit it in the back of the station wagon, but it was much too big. So I spent... I'm going to say 15, 20 minutes bungee cording it to the top of my car. So you had bungees on hand. I always travel with bungees, 1,000%. Some people say always keep emergency blankets in your car, always keep flares in your car. Uh, I don't have any of those things, just bungee cords. Well, if you get in trouble, just start shooting the bungees, (laughs) flinging them like rubber bands up in the air. Someone will see them. Yes. Follow that bungee, they'll say. If a fucking bear comes, take that, asshole, hate bears. As a kid, I had a real love-hate relationship with bungees Mm -hmm. because I, as a fidgety person, bungee, insanely, insanely satisfying to play with. It's so fun to fidget with. I mean, this was in the days before fidget spinners. Yeah. Nothing spun at the time. We didn't have we didn't have all the fidget toys that all these kids used ten years ago and haven't talked about in a while. <laughs> With their learning differences. <laughs> and we had physical media. You had to go to the record store. MTV played videos, poured in the woods, all the dumb yeah. shit that people can't stop talking about. Shut up, us. Anyway. Sorry, I don't know about those things. I only read books. Right. I watch some documentaries on Netflix. Some documentaries on Netflix. Yeah. Um yeah, I loved I loved to like sproing the bungees. I loved to <laughs> connect the little ends. Sproing the bungees. That was a great. That was a, like a sort of spiritual sequel to Empire Records. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say a uh, beloved 70s British sketch comedy show, but Yeah. I think yours works too. <laughs> yeah, great. Uh audience get to work photoshopping posters for both those <laughs> options. <laughs> <laughs> Don't just sit here passively listening to the podcast. Start photoshopping yeah. something. Literally dozens of people are waiting to see your work. Um so yeah, I, but I was always but I always I, when I would spring the bungees, then I would have the notion that I was going to spring them too hard and I was going to hook my own eye out. So <laughs> And maybe that's why I wanted to spring them so much. It was kind of a forbidden fruit thing. It was a lot a, of people, like, Jordan. A lot of people don't know, but that is actually what made bungee jumping an extreme sport. A lot right. of people think it's because they were jumping off of bridges, but it's because they might accidentally sproing a hook into their eye. Yeah, that was. Uh, hey, you know, it was the nineties. <laughs> I grabbed an older couple who were getting off the elevator of right. the of the parking structure at the flea market. And I said, excuse me, folks, I'm sorry to bother you. 
Um, I have this clothing rack on top of my car, and I'm not sure whether it's going to be too tall. Can you watch it while I back very slowly out of my parking spot and tell me if it's going to hit the top of the parking structure? They, to their credit, agreed immediately. That is the fraternity of the flea market shopper. Right. They will steal anything out of your cart, but they will help you in any way. So I backed up more slowly than you can possibly imagine. And Jordan, there was not clearance. Oh my gosh. There was oh not, gosh. Clearance. not what, clearance. What what was I to do? What was I to do? And I'm gonna be frank, the husband of this older couple, very scolding. Yeah. took a very scolding tone with me that I would suggest that I could have gotten out of the parking structure with that thing on top of my car. And I look, I didn't have time or, frankly, the inclination to explain to him that, yeah, of course it wouldn't fit when it was straight up and down, but I put it sideways, so I thought I had a pretty good shot. Well, I mean, in his defense, you fucked up, so... Wow, Jordan. Okay, so, Boomer. What are you, uh, a, a member of an older so, couple now? Wait, are you doing your impression of your your favorite character from the movie Sproing the Bungee? <laughs> yes. That's, yeah, yeah, right. That's, uh, that's, that's Feldman, and he's sitting on the couch high the whole movie, but then has one fucking killer line at the end. Why, why does Feldman never come out of the storage room at the record store? Dude's um, blazing in there. So I had to undo all the bungees, and I'm trying to think of what to do. I'm like, am how I going to tie how this? How many bungees are we talking? How many bungees are you undoing? Two sets of bungees. Two full I've been twice to AutoZone and bought a bungee of bungees, one unit of bungees. So I'm going to say overall, each bungee of bungee constitutes roughly 18 bungees. So I'm going to say I had about 36 bungees on this thing because you don't want it going somewhere while you're flying down the 710 freeway no from way. Long Beach So, or frankly, any other freeway. But particularly the 710 freeway, yeah. Jordan. 134 might be kind of fun. That could be. Look, if you're on the 110, the Arroyo Seco Parkway, mm -hmm. yeah, go wild. People are already basically, you know, in a ski slalom. Okay, so the man of this older couple, he says, you know, you're going to want to take that downstairs and put it on top of your car there. I said, yes. I said, I'll put this on the elevator. I said, thank you so much for your help. I'm going to bring this over to the elevator and leave it down there. He says, somebody's going to take it. I say, I don't think anyone wants to take half a clothing rack. Half the rack fit in my car. He says, honey, open up the back of the van. Let's see if we can get it in there. Aww. Yeah, that's right. This scolding older man, who I was fully prepared to okay Boomer, which is what us teens do when we meet one right. of these oldsters. Yes. I did a TikTok dance the whole nine yards. Complained about fidget spinners? No. Did a fidget spinner. What character am I in this anecdote? <laughs> uh, we'll lose the thread. Just bring it home. Just bring it home. <laughs> anyway, I came out of the back of the record store and I was followed by a cloud of smoke. Right. Um, 
I uh, he put it in the back of his van, brought it down for me. Then I loaded that thing back on top, got on the 710 freeway. Not to brag, but I got a gorgeous new clothing rack now. That's great. And uh, I mean, I think we now know why they're known as the greatest generation. Yeah, that is so true. Our guest on the program this week, you've seen her on Shrill, on Keenan, as a correspondent on The Opposition with Jordan Klepper, Nicole Thurman. Hi, Nicole. How are you? Hello, I'm good. How are you? I'm great. I love a guest who comes on the show with a professional microphone. Oh, yeah. You know, I I, uh, I realized that during this pandemic, I was like, I just got to go for it. I'm just going to invest in a nice microphone. So I asked everybody online, like, what is the best one? And they said, this guy. Yeah. So now look at me. I look like a professional. I have to say, I, mm-hmm. I'm the host of an NPR interview program. And mm-hmm. the number of publicists we have tried and failed to convince to buy a decent microphone for their extremely rich and famous guest uh-huh. cannot be counted on your hands and feet. Like, we will be talking to the publicist for Tina Fey. She's about uh-huh. to do 40 radio interviews for a new show. Right. And they're like, uh... Tina wants to use uh, the built-in microphone on her Tandy 6600. Um, <laughs> and yeah, they absolutely cannot be convinced. I'm glad that you're ahead yeah. of the game, Nicole. Well, I always know, I mean, there's a whole the whole epidemic, as you, if you will, um, of people, they'll be like with the shitty uh, cameras, camera work, like they'll be shooting themselves from below in the dark. And yeah, they're like famous people doing press for shows and for movies. So you'd think that they would want to look good, but I, I don't know. Maybe they just want to be, uh, they just want to be a rebel. They're like, I'm too rich to spend money. That's the thing. If, I, if, if you don't give it right. to me for free, what's the point of me doing it? Yeah. You know? <laughs> Nicole, I'd love to give you uh, another setup compliment. Um, okay. You, you. Uh, you helped me with my setup because <gasps> uh, we were on, you and I were on the Allison Rosen podcast. Yes. I was very self-conscious because everybody in the little Zoom photo, I felt like looked great except me. Mm-hmm. And I... I I realized like, hey, you know what? This is the world we live in. Uh-huh. Time to get a fucking ring light. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You did. And you got a ring light. Did and I send a link? I sent a link. You right? sent a link. I got Ooh. the. I'm like, she knows what she's talking about. I'm just mm-hmm. gonna click the link. I'm gonna get that exact mm-hmm. ring light she mentioned. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'll, I'll say it. I look great. You look fantastic. Thank you. I, I should have noticed that earlier. It's, you do look very good. It's the Thurman ring light. It's the Thermal Ring Light. It's Jordan. that Therm Light. We like a Therm Light. <laughs> yeah. Use offer code Therm Light. Jordan, this same link clicking policy is what led you to send all your bank account numbers to that Nigerian prince. See, now that's what you get. You can't click on every link. Somebody but sends you, you a link, you click the link. I should have sent him a link like that. I've been like, and now you have to donate to this fund after you buy the ring light. And it's like the Thurman uh, needs a sandwich fund. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? If you, hey, if you want a sandwich after suggesting a killer ring light, you should have a sandwich. Okay, okay. Yeah, I think so too. I think that's only fair. <laughs> Grab chips and a drink, make it a combo. Ooh, I get a combo. Okay, great. I like this. This is, this is very fair. Normalize false charities. That's what I yeah, say. Yeah, why not? Right, why not? Yes. <laughs> Donate uh, to real ones. Donate to fake ones. Just give your money away. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Nicole, as a working actor, I imagine you mm. having the like setup with the mic and the ring light is important for the like world of like self taping that everyone has to do. Oh yeah. Are you doing yeah. a lot of that? 
Oh yeah, a lot of it. Definitely. That's I think that's kind of what started it all because also just recording voiceovers from home, I was getting sick of like I mean, this microphone is okay. You can kind of hear echoing around it, but I was getting sick of like having to have the exact right perfect setup for it to sound good. So I was like, let me just get a microphone that sounds good without me having to put that much work into it. This one's just like you just set it up and it's good. And yeah, the lights, everything. I mean, I I started this uh pandemic with like a ring light and that was it. Yeah, that was it. And now I have this new mic. <laughs> now you have a computer. Now yeah. I have a telephone. Computer. I have a like refrigerator. a backdrop that I'll put up. I have a refrigerator. I got a microwave that I put my face in it sometimes just to my <laughs> shooting there. Yeah, no, it's crazy. It's it's definitely gone like because it's like the, the the longer we're doing this, the more I'm just like, I might as well just give in and get all of the things. So I did. I don't. Now I got the things. Mm-hmm. Are you excited to like go back to like going in and auditioning in a, you know, little office in Burbank or whatever. Yeah, to be honest, I am. It's funny because I used to love cell tapes because I'm super neurotic and I love being able to just take a lot of takes and and send in exactly what I want it to look like. But now I'm like, I will I would give anything to sit in front of a casting director who did not give a shit about me. You know what I mean? Just like somebody who was like a terrible reader. I don't even care. I just don't want to have to do any of this work for myself. Because once you start doing it over and over again, you start to like look at yourself and and then you're like looking at every detail that of what you're doing and you get really like crazy about it at least at least i do and so i'm just getting to the point where i'm nitpicking every single thing about myself and it's making me insane (laughs) do you have a particular type of person that you find yourself surrounded by when you sit in the waiting room of an audition oh yeah um let me think uh I feel like I always end up sitting next to somebody who knows what the next person that comes in after me. Like I'll come in, someone will sit next to me and then some other fucker comes in <laughs> and then like, oh my God, Andy, I'll have you. And like also the other person that you always, and I always end up sitting next to is the person who tells you their full resume in the 10 minutes that they're waiting. Yeah. And it's like, yo, we all have a resume, bro. Like we all have resumes. So it's so, that's We've the all done a one web series. We've all been in a web series, okay? We've all done it we all know you know one famous person get over it uh yeah so it's it's that that's the worst to me though is the person that's like telling you everything they've done and you're like i don't need this this will this does nothing for either one of us (laughs) i have not auditioned for anything in a long long time but Mm -hmm. i definitely had a had a period in my like you know life when i was auditioning for things and i would Mm -hmm. always feel so bad you know when you're in that room and they're you know casting three or four different things like seeing the child audition across the street and just seeing all these poised well-dressed children oh yeah (laughs) it's so weird i cannot imagine being a child actor because you see like when they mess up they're beating themselves up outside of the casting office and it's just like damn like i am crazy enough as is as an adult trying to do this i can't imagine my formative years having to you know be perfect under pressure no thank you hard pass when I was in my young teens, uh, mm-hmm. like my adolescence in middle school, I had a friend named Gabe, and I grew up in the Bay Area where they were at the time, and this was really the golden age of this medium, they were making full audio and full motion video CD-ROM video games. <laughs> and like when when I went to when I went to arts high school, all of my acting teachers, they all were in like x-wing tie fighter or whatever uh-huh. every single one of them had been in a cd-rom full motion video game but gabe zitrin got cast 
in one of these games. It was like uh it was like an educational mystery solving game and he was uh-huh. one of the kids that solved the mysteries. And I don't think I have ever I don't think there is any success we have been at in we have been bottom feeders in show business for 20 years now. And I don't mm-hmm. think anyone I know's success has ever been more profoundly resented by me. Than when Gabe Zittrain's voice got cast in a CD-ROM game, like I was like, this guy's gonna live fucking forever on this compact disc. Uh huh. On the compact disc. <laughs> now it's like, what even happened to that video game? I wonder. Does it even exist at all anymore? Oh yeah, I imagine. I imagine it doesn't. Man, I was. Oh, I was like, this guy. When I yeah. played, when I played Blowout Comb for this guy, he said he didn't get it. <laughs> Was more into Metallica, and now he's finding Carmen San Diego. There you go. Life ain't fair, man. That's how you learn. You learn early and you learn hard. Life yeah. ain't fair. And yeah, that's that was always like the kids' successes were like I was always jealous of the kids on Disney Channel and Nickelodeon, even the kids getting to play Double Dare and whatnot. Because yeah. I was like, damn, I just want to be on one of those shows. I wasn't even really wanting to be an actor all that much when I was a kid, but I just wanted to be on one of those shows because it seemed fun. I did too. I just desperately wanted to like win a trip to space camp. Yeah. <laughs> I like didn't like I didn't I'm not a space kid. No. I was a dinosaur yeah. kid. I don't still yeah. don't really care about space. Yeah. It's fine, but the idea of winning the trip to space camp was I was overwhelmingly fixated on. I had a subscription to something called National Geographic for Kids. It had a two-page spread in there called Kids Did It. Um, (laughs) It was about like, it would be like, oh, this kid, you know, swam across the English Channel. This kid built a fucking space shuttle out of Legos, uh, life size. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, things like this. Uh, This kid started a newspaper in their neighborhood and cracked a murder case. And... (laughs) I remember this combination of of angry feelings about it. I had no positive feeling. I did not admire these people, these these children at all. I had no warm feelings toward this entire two-page spread in National Geographic for Kids magazine. The only feelings I had were resentment that they were in the magazine mm-hmm. and shame that I would never even attempt to do something that could get me into the magazine. <laughs> like a sick feeling in my stomach that knew I was not the kind of person yeah. who could build a space shuttle out of Legos. Like I would never be able to focus on anything or try hard at anything for that long oh, yeah. uh, to do one particular thing that well yeah that sounds about right for a kid to be like i hate that guy but i'm never going to put the effort into <laughs> getting close to that guy like no it's too much we all knew that yeah there were kids doing amazing things when we were younger and it was i mean i was like i can never be an amazing kid but i feel like i should be an amazing kid anyway <laughs> i had a kid girlfriend like a middle school girlfriend like we kissed mm-hmm. but that's it mm-hmm. and um she had been she had been like number eight or something in the United States at gymnastics Ooh, for for her huge. for like eleven and twelve year olds or whatever twelve and thirteen year olds we were like twelve mm-hmm. but then she broke her ankle like four times in the same place 
and mm-hmm. had to wear an air cast on her ankle forever. <laughs> like that was the <laughs> that was the doctor's diagnosis was you have to wear this forever. Forever. And uh-huh. we had a school assignment that you had to write a complimentary letter to to someone or something. <laughs> and I think I wrote to the Reverend Jesse Jackson. Uh, okay. and she wrote to the air cast company and they no gave her way. a lifetime supply of air casts. She's better at having a fucking broken ankle than me. Wow. 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 Cause couldn't handle it. Do you guys break up shortly after you're like, I can't say this. I can't have you ho- hogging the spotlight. I gotta, I gotta when let go. When she stopped, she couldn't do gymnastics anymore. So she focused on swim- swimming and became the, fir- the youngest person ever to swim unassisted to Alcatraz. Oh I my swear God. to God, this is real. Wow. And I was like, I've never, I've never accomplished anything. anything. The old, my biggest accomplishment at the time was the number of teachers I had disappointed. <laughs> hey, that's an accomplishment. <laughs> Nicole, what was your what was your Nickelodeon show that you wanted to be on more than anything? Was it a Double oh, Dare? Was it a Nick Arcade? Was it a a Guts? I think I don't remember Nickelodeon shows that will have a terrible memory, but I I think like something like a Clarissa explains it all or an Alex Mack. Like I always remember just thinking that they were so cool because they had magical powers or just like cool clothes and got to be you know, smooching on little cuties. Yeah. Did they smooch I, on cuties or did I just imagine that? <laughs> there was a guy at uh, Jordan and my uh, residential college at UC Santa Cruz um, who had been on The Secret World of Alex Mack. He was Whoa. like a, he was like a, a regular guest on it. He played like a neighbor or something. And uh, he was pretty, he was not a child actor anymore. Uh, he was pretty blasé about it. Mm-hmm. I had not watched Alex Mack because I did not have cable at the time. So it was not a, a like, uh, but I still resented him very much. <laughs> I think, I feel like the theme of this episode thus far is you resenting people. <laughs> resentment straight up (laughs) episode try entire run of podcasts oh great okay okay. you just sit there and you're just like and then this person i hated him what are we on episode uh 650 yeah i think i was pretty respectful toward that older couple oh yeah yeah yeah. you You gave that guy his props you you were like we were like i like a boomer i'm mad at everyone that's my age and doing something yeah it's, which is fair, which is fair. I get it. I just don't think 40-year-olds should be allowed to be successful. You should have to wait till you're in your 60s. Oh, right. my God. If that's how it works, then I'll take it. Then it, That's a good way to think of it, that if you just think, well, I'll be successful when I'm 60, then now it's like, well, I'm just chilling, yeah. <laughs> just waiting for till I'm 60. It's fine. Jordan, when you, were, when you were 12 years old, what was your dream show business job? Oh, boy. I think I was still – I think at 12, I was still – in like wanting to be a paleontologist zone. I think I grew out of wanting to be a paleontologist a little too late. Um, (laughs) But like, like it was that thing of wanting- If you still want to be a paleontologist and you have pubes. um, Right. That really you should you should become a paleontologist at that. Sure, point. that yeah. means you really really want it. Yeah, yeah. And I think I, but I, it wasn't like it wasn't to the point where I was like, okay, time to start learning about science. It's like, <laughs> nope, just yes. memorize this dinosaur book some more. It's yeah. like that moment when you learn that architects have to do math. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh no, I'll do a different. No, it's fine. I I don't need to. 
Medicine? That, no, I, I, oh, it's fine. I'll just, I'll be a clerk. Yeah, I like took geology. I think it was in college. I took a geology class because I was like, I love cracking open a geode. <laughs> you know, those are yeah. they're pretty inside. Yes, and so then I'm amazing. like, yeah. you know, on the outside open. it's just a regular rock. Yeah, on the outside it's just a regular old rock. It's like brown, and you open it up and it's all sparkly and purple. Come on now. Plus, who but doesn't want to hit a rock with a hammer? Everybody want to sure. hit a rock with a hammer. It feel it that feels a little bit like paleontology. It feels like you're like cracking into a fossil and opening up something magical. Yeah, eating a dinosaur's brain. Yeah, but then you take a geology class and you're like, what the hell is this? I got to like actually learn and like there's more than just geodes that exist. This is boring. I got to learn strata. Yeah, I don't I don't care about strata. Yeah, I think it I think for just till till very late in life, I just thought being a paleontologist was hitting a rock with a hammer and mm. eating a little bit of brain. <laughs> yeah. a little bit of brain to gain the dimetrodon powers <laughs> okay wow wait where is what is this from is this from a tv show of some sort of movie this uh, is the scenario that i've described involving uh, what happens when yeah. you hit a hit a fossil with a hammer and it opens up you get to eat the sweet brains inside <laughs> <laughs> that actually jordan is how i ended up getting that uh that clothing rack sale on top of my station wagon oh that's great yeah What's it? What's wow. that? Uh, what's that dinosaur with the sail called? Uh, Dimetrodon. Oh. Dimetrodon. Thank oh. you. Dimetrodon. Yeah. Uh, Nicole, what new. was your little kid job? Was it always show business, or was it, uh, you know, rocket rocket ship driver? Yeah. yeah what <laughs> Probably was rocket it? Rocket ship driver, right? I feel like mine was boring, like a teacher or something. Well, does does that mean to say that? I don't know. It wasn't that exciting though. It wasn't like this crazy job. I wanted to do like a teacher, or probably like you know fashion of some sort <laughs> i mean like making Nicole, being a teacher is like driving a rocket ship of knowledge right truly truly through all the young people of america yeah maybe i could be a miss frizzle kind of teacher and then take like a cool magical bus into someone's into a dimetrodon's brain i don't know if i'm God. saying that right no no you are <laughs> <laughs> and that made perfect sense <laughs> that yeah, scenario yeah. made perfect sense you know who would be first in line to eat a dinosaur's brain mrs frizzle yeah. she'd be into it the she'd be like, old oh, mrs frizzle thank you yeah, what's the new Mrs. Frizzle now? She's just hotter? What's the deal? Is she No, is she she's hotter? also good. I, she's also good. It's... Yeah, that was one of those Twitter controversies that I saw, I clocked, yeah. mm -hmm. and I'm like, I don't understand this. Should I learn more? I decided not to. <laughs> yeah. You guys get the choice. Either you click on the trending topic or you just keep scrolling and live your life. And you've got to decide every day what you're going to do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I decide, so I do know that there is a Miss Frizzle controversy maybe she's not thick enough <laughs> it might be that people would like her to be more I think that thick that's right. or less thick i don't probably know i don't know more they probably want more thick they're probably like give me a thick frizz that's what i want a thick frizz <laughs> who doesn't love a thick frizz i love a thick frizz come on now don't give me no skin and frizz give me a thick frizz two c's baby oh shit that frizz thick Oh, y'all see that for you? She thick. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's, it, that's a, such a weird thing too of like hot uh, cartoon characters. Like, was it Lola Bunny was another controversy that was going yeah. around on Twitter of how she's less hot now, I think. Yeah, I think Not they made her, they made her nerdier. Nerdier. And, and that yeah. can be hot to some people. So I don't know why everybody's being so judgy. Yeah, some people like the, a nerdy bunny. You know what I mean? In the new Burger King Kids Club, IQ is super ripped. Ooh, super oh. ripped. What was he before? Obviously not super he's ripped. He was scrawny. He was just a f another fucking scrawny nerd. Jordan, you know how <laughs> oh. I hate those scrawny nerds. Oh. Poindexters. <laughs> yeah, fucking four eyes. 
<laughs> you know what I like to do, Jordan, more than anything else in the world? Hmm. I go down to the beach. I like to go to Malibu. Right. I look for one of these 98-pound weaklings. Right. <laughs> making a sandcastle. They're always making sandcastles. I kick sand all the fucking way all yeah. over them. Just cover them with these fucking 98-pound weaklings. Oh, they deserve to be covered in sand. Oh, those nerdy boys need to be sandy boys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now it's see, now it sounds like it's a sexual thing for you. It does sound yes, a little sexual. It is a sexual thing. It does sound like thing. it's getting a little hot. Did I okay. not explain that it's a sexual thing? Oh, no. Okay. I like oh. sandy nerds. Sandy nerds. <laughs> that's oh my, my sexuality. God. I enjoy. He's talking that. about the candy. That's the twist. Is like he's talking about the right. can- yes. candy. <laughs> sandy nerds. There's a bunch of sand and fruity flavors yeah. in my mouth. I mean, yeah. nerds are one of the sandier candies. They are one of the, the sandier candies. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you're gonna hit a, just a regular candy shelf at the CVS mm-hmm. and you're mm-hmm. looking for the sandiest one there, it might actually be mm-hmm. nerds. I think it would be. Yeah. The inside of uh-huh. a Butterfinger is pretty sandy. Oh, that's very oh, sandy. Wow. Well, that'll get stuck in your throat. That'll give you a little. It will. Like yeah. Maybe right. maybe Nicole's geology experience uh, could clarify this, but I think there's a lot of strata in there. Mm. Well, that's there's a lot, a lot of strata. Of strata. Yeah, it's like thin strata. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't even think of any other words that I learned in that class. So yes, I, I will agree with you. Uh, obsidian. Yeah. Obsidian. Uh, pyrite. That's fool's gold. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nicole, when we were talking on, uh, when we were on the Alison Rosen podcast, I kind of mm-hmm. vaguely remember you were kind of coming off a Twitter controversy about, and maybe I'm getting this wrong, about the hotness of Robert Downey Jr. Oh, it's, I do a thing on Instagram where I will have like hot people competitions and put two people against each other. And there's usually a theme for it. And I think the, th- the theme with Robert Downey Jr. was a little bit controversial because I was using actors mugshots. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like, who's hotter? Robert Downey Jr. And or maybe that one was superheroes. I truly don't know. But regardless, Robert Downey Jr. has been in there a couple times. And I think it was Robert Downey Jr. versus maybe Ben Affleck or something. Mm. And and yeah, he was losing and maybe Allison thought he should have won. Those competitions get very heated. What I was, know. was Ben Affleck arrested for something at some point? Mm, I don't think so. So that might, it might've been the superhero Loving one. donkeys too much? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, too many donkeys? Dr- yeah, Being he was uh, sm- drunkies at the donkeys. Drunkies at the donkeys, oh, hey. Wow. Favorite pastime, getting drunkies at the donkeys. Just kidding. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe that one was the superhero one, but I think that it was probably like Iron Man versus Batman, and then everybody voted for Batman or something, and Allison disagreed. But people get they get so heated. Uh, and what is the, what's the most heated one you've had recently? Oh my god, mugshots might have been one. There was one the the, the original one that was so that be, made this become a thing. It, I wouldn't have chosen to make this a regular thing, but people on Instagram are like, "Keep doing it." It uh, sort of was, chose you. It's it chose right. me. Unfortunately, it chose me because now I have to put it together. But um, it started with pe- people in 1999 because I had posted a picture of uh, Jude Law and Matt Damon. It was a picture of them together. And I was like, y'all, look at Jude Law. He was so fine in 1999. And everybody was like messaging me like, uh, look at Matt Damon. Matt Damon is so hot. And I was like, what are you guys talking about? I just personally have never quite you know matt damon doesn't do it for me no offense matt damon whatever i'm sure he's fine matt damon is a listener nicole 
I, if you're listening right now, Maddie D, um, no offense, would not kick you out of bed. However, would not welcome you into the bed with me. Um, <laughs> no, just mixed feelings about it. Yeah. Mixed feelings. If you mixed happen feelings. to be in the bed already somehow. Honestly, Nicole, if you're looking for a hunk to be in your bed unexpectedly when you walk into your bedroom... I think that's going to be Robert Downey Jr. (laughs) Okay. I like him. I would take it. RDJ is the most likely to (laughs) blunder into someone else's bed accidentally. And there was a picture of him when I did the mugshots one. There was a picture of him in court. He was looking good. He was in those little scrubs. Not scrubs, but you know what they are. They're little uniform that they got to wear <laughs> yeah, in jail. Yeah, sure, jail scrubs. And he looked good. But yeah, Matt, it was Matt Damon versus Jude Law. And everybody was messaging me like, Matt Damon is so hot. Matt Damon is so hot. And I was like, are you guys idiots? <laughs> I was like, it was like, look at Jude Law. I'm telling you to look at Jude Law. So that's how it became a thing. And then we yeah. just started doing people versus people. And I'm telling you, people will yell at me. They're like disagreeing with me. I have to, you know, I typically feel like I end up having the opposite opinion of a lot of my followers mm. and they're just wrong and I have to just tell them that they're wrong. So yeah, it's it's it gets heated. Mm-hmm. It baffled me that when that first came up, like I understand like, you know, that 80s Robert Downey Jr. is it was a was a hunk in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you know, and he was like a little goth too, you know, like in <laughs> thinking of that Rodney Dangerfield movie, Back to School, where he's like yeah. the goth friend. I'm like, uh-huh. yeah. I understand. I mean, who isn't who didn't watch Back to School and, and get a little bit of a boner? Sure. <laughs> I don't know. I gotta watch it now because I gotta I gotta see if I'll get one. <laughs> yeah. It has Robert Downey Jr. and a diving competition. Ooh, so, baby. Yeah. That's say no more. I'm on it. Yeah. Um, but I was surprised to learn that. Wait, Jordan. I feel like my back to school boner gets no respect. Oh, yes. I see what you did there. <laughs> it has that little tie that it's always hey, adjusting. Hey, my back to school ooh. boner gets no respect. I'm chumescent yeah. here. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I was surprised to learn that there are people who find current day weird facial hair, ACDC t-shirt, Robert Downey Jr. hot. Yeah. That was baffling to me. I understand his, his, his appeal in the Avengers movies. I think he's doing a good job Mm -hmm. in those, but the fact that he is making people horny in that role was surprising to me. Is the, he's he's Iron Man in the Avengers, right? Right. Yeah. I don't know. He looks kind of good in that, and also okay. he has a little he has a little uh, ooh that attitude of kind of like emotionally unavailable, aloof asshole guy, and okay. that's hot. Okay. We, we yeah. All, I feel oh, like it is not know. that surprising anytime you hear about there being a a sexual subculture built around any sixty year old man who buys his clothes at Hot Topic. <laughs> like, I feel like I feel like RDJ, Johnny Depp, a guy oh from Aerosmith, yeah. all of these mm-hmm. people have people who think they are hot because of the number of skull rings they have. You know who's a weird choice that I always think is hot and it's like my I call him my dirty rock star crush is Tommy Lee. <laughs> <laughs> I I get it. I get it about Tommy Lee. I mean, I, well, you I get respect, it. You respect a powerful crank. Sure. Uh, I can respect the powerful Craig. I waited on him once when I was at, when I waited tables and he was like, hey, can I get some like guacamole? Yeah, bro. Like he was like very like yeah. what you would expect him to talk like he talked like. And I was like, I still love you. I'm still into it. <laughs> I, I bet no matter what restaurant Tommy Lee goes to, yeah. 
no matter what the theme and what's available on the menu, he probably always says the word, hey, bro, can I get some guacamole? Hey, bro, can I get some guac? And he was like, rockin', like, that's Gua- awesome. Yeah, man, like, he was like that. I was like, was yeah, like, right, I'm so it. into it. <laughs> I know, you're in Motley Crue, congratulations. Yeah. Sir, this is the French Laundry. Yeah, get get Keller in here. I bet he's got some avocados. Right. Guac is extra. Is, yeah, this is Buca de Beppo. We only have spaghetti. That's fine. I'll take guacamole <laughs> on my spaghetti. Yeah, he loves it. I think you're. I don't think you're wrong about Jude Law, Nicole. Jude no. Law, look, Matt Damon is a wonderful actor. I think we can all agree on that. Sure, Matt Damon mm-hmm. is one of our greatest movie stars, mm-hmm. and certainly, he looks much prettier than anyone you can imagine being your buddy should look, right? I think he seems like he would be a sweet friend and he's real good looking for a guy you think could be your sweet friend. Mm -hmm. But Jude Law is fucking beautiful. That guy is gorgeous. And the picture that I posted was from the talented Mr. Ripley, which is a very like, they're both pretty. That was like the height of their beauty. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Jude Law, like, are you kidding me? Jude Law? And he British? Come on. How could you vote for? I just think, I do think, I think that's what it is for me is Matt, to me, Matt Damon looks like just any dude. I don't see it personally. I've never seen He's got a twinkle in I mean, his eye, Nicole. He's obviously cute. You know, he got a little something going on. He, he looks like, like a he nice cares dude. for you. He would be, he would care. He would be sweeter. He would like tuck you in and like maybe make you like a tea or something. He would crinkle <laughs> the edges of his eyes just mm. so. Just oh, yeah, he so. Would. And Jude Law would like, I don't know, he would do something mean. What it was the mean thing? <laughs> I can't think of something. <laughs> chew on your pencils. Yeah, exactly. He'd, do, he'd chew on my pencils. Fucking Jude chewed on all these fucking pencils. <laughs> Jude chewed. That's Ugh, the thing. Yeah. So gross. Yeah. God, that yeah. guy. How have both of them, because you're right, because I think like if you're talking late 90s, those are the two like alpha hunks, especially talented Mr. Ripley, where they're we- wearing white shorts and sweaters. Yeah. Um, Have they, who has, have they both aged well in your opinion? No, Matt Damon aged better. Oh, course. interesting. Jude Law is still pretty cute, but well... He just looked, uh, yeah. I mean, he's not bad. He has, he, okay. What's that show that he was just on some show that was on HBO that I did not love? The Third Room. <laughs> I think I made that up. Anyway, some <laughs> HBO. Tra- Honestly, I believe you. If you were to tell me I love The Third Room on yeah. HBO, I'm like, that's just probably a show you I know, haven't made it to it's yet. A, it's a limited series on mm. HBO um, by the creator of True Blood, uh, Third Room. I don't know what it's called. But anyway, he, he to me, he, it's like he didn't look bad in it, but I thought he was, he was kind of getting, it was a little rough. He had a rough moment, okay. I feel like, for a while. I think Leonardo DiCaprio is the one who looks a mess. To me, mm-hmm. Leonardo DiCaprio is like when I was a child, I didn't understand why Jack Nicholson was a movie star. Like I was aware that he or Warren Beatty, like Warren Beatty is a better example. Warren Beatty, obviously a gifted actor. Every mm-hmm. I got nothing bad to say about shampoo. I got nothing bad <laughs> to say about reds. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Warren Beatty, one of the great screen geniuses of his time but Mm -hmm. when i was 12 and i saw dick tracy i thought Mm -hmm. who is this guy and why do people think that he's a very famous movie star and i feel like if i were 12 today leonardo dicaprio is the legendary movie star i would most look upon in that manner i would be Mm -hmm. like why is this man with a with whose face looks like a beautiful 16 year olds surrounded by a paper plate yeah like what 
who is this? Why is this person? You know what I mean? Yeah, I think that's the to me. To me, Leonardo DiCaprio was like he looks has looked the same ever since he was super young. But now it's just weird because you know he's like fifty or however old he. And he's yes, he still Maybe has the face of a sixteen year old. That's like it's a beautiful sixteen year old's face. Don't yeah. get me wrong; it's still a good looking yeah. guy. I totally agree. It's just agree. an awkward juxtaposition with being fifty and also looking like a fifty year old. I totally agree. I thought the same thing, and I have never understood people that are like fawning over him at this age. I, I never really got it. I got now when I look at Titanic, I'm like, okay, I get it. Like he looked cute. But even then I was kind of like, meh. But as he's aged, it's definitely been even weirder because to me, I'm like, he looks like a he looks like a child with a man. He's like a man, but a child. <laughs> yeah. he's, like, he's Benjamin Buttoning in yeah, a way, right. you know? Nicole, top three hunks and babes. Let's hear him. Oh God. Top this three is Nicole hun- Thurman's world famous top three hunks and babes I, okay i this is hard for me because okay um brad pitt obviously is very like hot oh you know who i love okay my new <laughs> my favorite hunk <laughs> nicole i wish the at-home audience could see how hard nicole is selling her love ooh, for this next ooh, hunk ooh. i just got so hot thinking about it i love it. okay so i yeah classic i do love brad pitt i just always love brad pitt plus i think he has really cool style but my favorite hunk right now oh my god and like my favorite hunk that i got a little sad when i found out he was married is riz ahmed riz ahmed oh uh, yeah Sure. Yeah. I Riz, love him. Riz Ahmed is one of those people. He was um he was on Bullseye some time ago, maybe like five years ago. Mm-hmm. And uh he's one of those people where you like look into your eyes and you're just like, Yeah, I'll, I'll live here forever. Oh, <laughs> Thank you for gorgeous. acknowledging me, person with a different planet of of uh charisma than mine. He's gorgeous. Yeah, he's and he has that kind of that vibe that's like that cr- creepy, creepy, I say, but like, oh, you love it. The creepy uh, famous person vibe where they mm. meet you and they're like, hello. And you're like, oh, my God. Like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> like, that's too much. It's too much energy. You've seen he's my like soul. <laughs> he he was so good in The Sound of Metal. And oh I think there's been a lot of a lot of hay made online about his the like hardcore shirts that they dress him in in the sound of metal they're like mm-hmm. you know very credible whoever whoever got him the shirts did their research yeah. and it's you know him and all these kind of like fucked up like 80s punk band t-shirts and they're like fucked up in just the right way like yeah you know they really went to great lengths to make sure these this guy's shirt collection was like authentic <laughs> and i was the- like and Who directed that? Was it someone that had experience? Was that music background or no? Steven Spielberg. Remember. Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, I don't know who directed that. I think it was somebody's first movie. But they, okay. I think they maybe my feeling is that maybe they were a music person. But yeah. The- yeah, because the music in that was also legit. Because that's why I didn't watch it at first. I saw the preview. I'm like, I'm not watching this bullshit. Because it's like that thing of where you see like, uh, you know, they're like, oh, this guy he plays hardcore music and he's a drummer. And uh, then he goes deaf and it's really sad. And you're like, okay, well, the music, the music's going to be whack. The, the out, It's going to feel fake, sure. you know. And as soon as it starts, it's like, oh, no, no. This is for real. Like, they're doing it. That music was really intense. Yeah. And then they look, he looked the part. And didn't, it didn't feel fake at all. Yeah, they did a great job with those like opening shows, and the, like there's such great little details. Like 
they show the sad merch booth outside the show. And I'm just like, yes, "Yes, this is the greatest detail of this, the sad merch booth and the like weirdos running it. Anyway. Yeah. Oh, you know who directed it is Darius Martyr. I feel like he directed something else that was like, I'll look. That's the guy from Hootie and the Blowfish? Yeah, Darius. Dar- it's it's Hootie. Hootie directed it. The Place Beyond the Pines is what he directed, the, that which is another. He directed those, which is good because he kind of directs movies where it's like he puts these really pretty people in kind of like scrubby, uh, you know, hardcore right. elements and it, it doesn't feel false. It feels real. When we did our first Bullseye show, might have even been before it was called Bullseye in London, um, my producer at the time uh colin was english is english and uh he suggested riz ahmed for as a guest and this was before riz ahmed was a famous movie star and um i had seen him in four lions chris morris's movie which is a totally spectacularly great movie and he was really funny in it and really good and um i was like oh that's the guy from four lions right and and colin's like yeah and then colin goes but there's one thing He'll probably want to rap, <laughs> and I was like, oh, and yeah. I was like, the guy from Four Lions raps, and he's like, yeah, and I'm like, no, oh, yeah. fucking, let's get somebody else. Like, uh-huh. I can't deal with the guy from Four Lions rapping. No, anyway, like after no. he became a movie star, and we finally got him to come on Bullseye, I listened to his raps, and I was like, fuck, he's good at rapping. Fuck mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's super good dude. rapper. I know that dude is truly, he's multi-talented and legit. Yeah, it's weird. It's like, that's, you want to hate it. That's how, uh, you know who's not to me, the, who's like annoying about it is uh, Idris Elba. I'm like, sir, uh. just stick to acting, please. <laughs> you fine. You can do good acting. I didn't know. Has he released some cringy music? Oh, he just is a DJ. And I'm like, please uh, stop. Like, yeah. it's like a, it's like kind of like EDM. You know, I think he does have actually a rap song too. And it's like, bro, please, please stop doing this. Just like, it's not, yeah. good. it's not even, I, I don't know if it's bad as much as it just feels super cringe for me. Like I, I follow him and whenever he puts those videos up, I'm like, I can't watch this. This is so cringe. Like let him, I'll just let him have this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It just stick to letting us know that the apocalypse is canceled. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, you, you can. You, he can be funny. He can be serious. He can do all those things. But he, what he does not need to do is uh, DJ a party for us. You know, <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know this. I did not know that Idris Elba has a cringy EDM career. And you know what? I like knowing that. It makes me feel good. It, it, it takes him down a peg because it's like now you're not like the you're not like whoa this hot dude you're like a dude a dude that's kind of like would be annoying at a party like you'd be like okay man like let's just play music <laughs> we don't need to you know mix it right we don't need to chop and screw it let's just put some music let's on. just put on a playlist of songs that people like edm dj is perhaps the most remunerative of all the show business professions like i have uh, my buddy dallas uh used to do a podcast that Just Blaze was on a lot. The hip hop producer Just Blaze, uh-huh. uh, R.I.P. to Combat Jack and, and the Combat Jack Show. But um, uh, Just Blaze would be on like half of the episodes or something, just like hanging out with them or whatever. Uh-huh. And one time I said to Dallas, I said, Dallas, what's what's going on with Just Blaze? Like this is one of the most accomplished hip hop producers in the world. And I feel like I never hear a beat that he does anymore. And I don't even feel like it's because his style of beat is too out of style. Like he could be Timbaland. He could be making record hit records every year or, or Pharrell just for the rest of his life. Mm -hmm. And Dallas said, well, (laughs) he said, 
he's he pretty much stopped making beats because he makes too much money as an EDM DJ. Oh my <laughs> I was God. like, wait, what? And he's like, yeah, he just goes and plays an EDM festival in Europe and gets half a million dollars. Oh my God. Yeah, that must, that's one of those uh, styles of music where I will have never heard of somebody and they'll be like a multimillionaire, like make so much money. It's the crazy world. That's, it's not, I'm not into it. What else do we resent? (laughs) (laughs) Like all over the world, there are fire festivals that are going right. And it's like those people. Exactly. I think it's like it's probably what one of the biggest styles of music across the world, like over the over the world. People are going to these festivals. (laughs) They're looking great. They're fucking Mm -hmm. each other. And we Mm -hmm. are not invited. We're not invited. (laughs) They don't even need us. They're like, we have our own world. We do not need you. Yeah. They're doing electric forests. They're living in the forest with like, you know, Molly and uh, glow sticks. And we're not invited. They're like, you think we need you? from the black lady sketch show you think we need you (laughs) from ifc's the grid no no we're doing molly for a week and then we're going back to our homes in zurich Mm -hmm. (laughs) it is crazy i'm from luxembourg they say (laughs) yeah over the course of this week i will be in five different infinity pools (laughs) (laughs) we'll be back in just a second on jordan jesse go it's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Jordan, I don't need to tell you this, but every goddamn episode of this goddamn show is brought to you, the listener, by you, the listener. That's right. The members of MaximumFun.org. Fuck. <laughs> you, got, you, got the, you got the tone that I was yeah. laying down, Jordan. Just Shit. swear words. <laughs> Dookie. Yeah. Man, I saw, uh, I saw a uh, New Mexico license plate in the parking lot today, uh, and it said D-U-K-E-E. Mm. And I couldn't tell whether I respected that. D-U-K. okay uh this week's episode also brought to you by our friends at ZipRecruiter. now jordan as you know i own a small business yes it's a lemon lemonade stand oh i I didn't know that i was gonna say the podcasting network but uh no it's the lemonade stand no i lost i lost the podcasting uh network in monaco uh betting uh betting on the horses the f1 races so it's all about the so it's all about the lemonade now. Yeah, and I have a really hard time finding qualified candidates uh, because a lot of people don't know how to ream. I mean, I've heard that hiring can feel like trying to find a needle in a haystack. Yeah, well, especially if you're trying to find somebody who already knows how to ream. I can't train reaming. That's something that you're born with. If you get half a lemon and and one of those things with a handle and a, and a reamer on the end, and you don't feel the art of sticking it in there and going I can't teach you hmm. so here's the good news yeah Jordan hmm I think that computers can help me with this it's true and there's a specific computer website you're gonna want to go to oh is it that one that that is good at chess no Jesse it's ziprecruiter.com slash JJ go here's what's gonna happen oh, you're gonna go to that course. website 
Of course, ZipRecruiter.com slash JJ Go. What? I was thinking of the guy, the 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 one from the Stanley Kubrick movie that wants to kill the spaceman. No, that's a different website. That's okay. Hal, I believe. Don't go to that website. It'll probably kill you. Okay. But ZipRecruiter.com slash JJ Go, not deadly at all. In fact, very helpful. You post your job on ZipRecruiter and their matching technology finds qualified candidates for you and invites them to apply. Four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. 2.3 million businesses have come to ZipRecruiter for their hiring needs. Jordan, so what I do, I go to ZipRecruiter.com slash JJ Go. Yep. Then I go up to the search bar at the top of my browser and I type in Ream. Uh, I mean, I don't know exactly if that's how it works, but I do think that ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology can help you find, that's right, the needle in the haystack. Wow. Uh, you want to try it for free, go to ZipRecruiter.com slash JJGo. ZipRecruiter.com slash JJGo. Try it for free, the smartest way to hire. You're not going to believe what I ate for breakfast this morning, Jordan. What? Well, I used a spoon, and it wasn't some pedestrian bullshit spoon. It was a magic <gasps> spoon, baby. Oh. Peanut butter flavor, the official flavor of Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. I like that it's a little sweet, but also has a little hint of saltiness. Yeah. It stays crunchy in milk, and it's high in protein for a breakfast cereal. It's grain-free and delicious. My kids like fruity flavor. Yeah, that's Magic Spoon. Uh, we love it. It's a delicious cereal. It reminds you of all that stuff you used to eat as a kid, but it doesn't have the junk. You got zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, 140 calories, and only four net grams of carbs in each serving. Jordan, that is more protein. I have in my refrigerator right now protein shakes right. that I purchased at a popular exclusive club retailer mm. they're the signature brand of that retailer protein shakes right less protein than a bowl of magic spoon yes that's right wow. i said it and wow. it is true wow 12 to 14 that's the difference this stuff is keto friendly gluten-free grain-free soy-free low-carb gmo-free you build your own box you pick your favorite flavors uh, they got cocoa, fruity, frosted, peanut butter, blueberry, and cinnamon. You're a frosted guy, right? Are you still rolling frosted? Love frosted, love PB. Uh, those are my two faves, I would say. But everything I've tried from Magic Spoon has been really good. It's It's been great. I, I love it because I have uh, I have a, a pretty... Uh, a uh, pretty overwhelming sweet tooth these days that is uh, threatening to destroy me. And uh, <laughs> if you want a little, uh, if you, you want a little evict sweet, it once it's lived there for a full month. Yeah, it has squatters' rights. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so yeah, little little handful uh, uh, of uh, magic spoon after dinner uh, really will torpedo that uh, craving for dessert. Uh, it's great. Really tasty. Go to magicspoon.com slash JJGo. You get a custom bundle of cereal to try today. And use our promo code JJGo at checkout to save $5 off your order. They're backed by a 100% happiness guarantee, Jordan. Uh, that's a guarantee that no therapist can offer. Hmm. If you don't like it for any reason, they will refund your money no questions asked. Again, a guarantee no therapist can offer and they have advanced degrees magic spoon is but a cereal 
Remember, get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com slash jjgo. Use the promo code jjgo. You save five bucks. Thank you, Magic Spoons, for sponsoring this episode. Can I tell you a real Magic Spoon anecdote? Please. I've been eating Magic Spoon at my house. And as I've said before on this show, and it's true, I buy it with my own money. First one's free, but then you're hooked. Yep. Been buying it with my own money. But my wife is placing the orders. I said to her, do you go to magicspoon.com slash JJGo and use the code JJGo to save $5 off? And she said, well, I use a number of different, and I could tell she doesn't use it. Oh, my gosh. She doesn't use our code. She's using some other goddamn code. Wow. It make up for my wife. My wife is buying these for me, for, for her, She's for the children. She's you, Jesse. You're getting code cucked. Oh, oh, God, I'm getting code cucked. Please go to magicspoon.com slash JJ. <laughs> code cucked by the Doughboys again. <laughs> <laughs> magicspoon.com slash JJ. Go and use the code JJ. Go at checkout. Uh, Jesse, I have an exciting announcement about fan favorite segment. Jordan lists independent bookstores and comic book stores where people have pre-ordered Bubble, the upcoming graphic novel based on the Hit Max Fun podcast coming July 13th. I love this segment because I enjoy hearing the names of independent bookstores, which are second only to the names of independent hair salons in their silliness. Yes, absolutely. It's a great segment. It's a beloved segment. Hair Uh, salons are a cut above. Right. So the segment uh, is coming to an end. We're going to do this week. We're going to do next week. And then there's going to be some more cool bubble stuff to talk about. So I don't want to over bubble people. You can still pre-order the thing after next week. But but the announcements will be uh, social media only. Um, And uh, this is kind of cool. It's something we announced. If you uh, pre-order the book and you upload your receipt... um, you can get a bonus mini episode of the podcast voiced by the cast of the podcast and a print-at-home mini comic uh, made by the team that made the comic. So if you want to get those uh, bonuses, go to bit.ly slash bubble pre-order. It's in my uh, pinned tweet if you forget about it. Jordan, Um, is this a print-at-home comic? Yeah. This works on a laser printer, correct? Yeah, laser.matrix. However you want to print. You just print it at home. I've got a bubble jet. Is that going to work? It, yeah, it'll work, and uh, I think uh, it'll it'll be kind of funny. Will you will you tell the authorities? No, I won't tell the authorities. You, you will, I, will, I will not be snitching on anybody who prints the comics at home. Okay. I just Hold wanted them up to, like a zine. I just a wanted to check. I was just worried because all I have is bubble jet. No, you'll be fine. Okay. I got one of those thermal thermal ink printers. Like a receipt at the uh, drugstore. Here's the bookstores. They are as follows. Dog-Eared Books in Ames, Iowa. Wise Blood Booksellers in Kansas City, Missouri. Adventure Inc. in Milan, Michigan. Uh, Copper Dog Books in Beverly, Massachusetts. Atomic Books in Baltimore. Moon Palace Books in Minneapolis. Fucking Moon Palace Books. Tons of pre-orders from that place. Really, really coming out strong uh, in this contest. Changing Hands Bookstore once again in Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, I think the leader at this point. Uh, Pulp 716 in North Towns Honda, New York. Uh, I love North Towns Towns Honda. Honda. Towns Honda, New York. 
Pulp 716. What, what is the combo? What is his combo again? <laughs> oh, yeah. Just, uh, yeah, yeah. Just crouching, uh, crouching medium to uh, uppercut. Thank you. Oh, that place, Pulp 716 also serves bubble tea. So that's a fun little beat of synergy there, too. That's You nice. know what, Jordan? You know what I was just thinking, Jordan? Hmm. 20 years of bubble tea here in America. Yeah. I, I think I discovered bubble tea as a sophomore in college, maybe. Right. 20 years ago. The novelty still delights me. Love it. It's great. Put, put bubbles in there. Put and those little tapioca balls. It's great every time. I love it. And it's having a second renaissance, which uh, I think we all enjoy. Yeah. So if you're in North Towns Honda, head over to Pulp 716. Get yourself some bubble tea. And remember, watch uh, out for that stretchy guy. Book book Lounge in Cape Town, South Africa. Whoa. Uh, Got another moon palace here. Is that here. the furthest afield we've been? I think it is. Yeah, I really think it is. There's a challenge to you, Myanmar, formerly known as Burma. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you out there, Chad, the country? <laughs> yeah. Are you out there a guy named Chad in Chad? Sure. Uh, Earth 2 Comics in Sherman Oaks. Uh, Story a Bookshop in New York City. Uh, greedy books in Baltimore. Jordan, did you uh, ever imagine when you wrote your first book hmm. that people would be reading it as far away as Sherman Oaks, California? I never could have dreamed. I mean... It's a different world. Can you imagine getting a comic book into the valley? Yeah. Into the hands of... Re- it is extraordinary achievement. A thrill. Kids did a it. Thrill. Kids did it. Uh, another Atomic Books in Baltimore, uh, Books with Pictures in Portland, Pegasus Books in Bend, Oregon, The Book Seller, C-E-L-L-A-R, ha ha ha, Chicago, Illinois. Jordan, I, I, shop, at, I shop at Clean Coal Books. Mm. Oh, yeah? <laughs> Beautiful. I it's don't the, know. It's the energy of the future, I've been told. Yeah. Uh, the Book Seller, Book Man in Grand Haven, Michigan, Curious Comics. Wait, Vancouver. it's called The Book Seller Book Man? Uh, no, that's another. That's a, These are oh, two separate stories. Okay. There's Bookseller in Chicago, and there's Book Man in Grand Haven, Michigan. So I'm Michigan. clear to name my bookstore Bookseller Book Man. Yeah, you can name it Bookseller Book Man. <laughs> okay, good. If you want to make a billion fucking dollars. <laughs> yeah, Sherman Oaks, here I come, baby. <laughs> yeah, look out, Earth 2 Comics. <laughs> all right, all right. North Hollywood, the arts district. Uh, yeah, they might not have a comic book store since uh, Blast Off Comics closed down. So there you go. Anyway, Curious Comics, Vancouver Island. S. Sailfish Comics in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And The Bookery in Manchester, New Hampshire. Um, one more week. Get those pre-orders in. Let me know. Upload that receipt to the URL. Get your free stuff. And uh, yeah, and then I'll pick. Uh, I'll, I'll tally these up. And whoever has the most pre-orders, I will... Uh, Get myself out there to sign some books. So uh, if your shop uh, is in the running, uh, do it. Do it now. What's winning right now? Phoenix, Arizona? I think it is. Yeah, I have not tallied, but um, I think Moon Palace in Minneapolis is in there. Um, Yeah, Changing Hands in Phoenix has just been a fucking fierce competitor throughout this whole thing. You know what I kind of think? If Changing Hands in Phoenix, Arizona pulls ahead, they should not get cocky. You know why? Hmm. Bill Corbett told me he's ordering 200 copies. Whoa. Yeah. The Bill Corbett promised to do that and will definitely do it? He did it in a real, 
promise that he really made to me. He wrote a real wow. contract, signed it, and said he would do wow. it at that bookstore you said in Minneapolis, Minnesota, where he oh lives. Oh, my gosh. He, maybe Amazing. he lives in St. Well, Paul. I can't remember. Kevin Murphy this. said he would buy 50, but he said he <gasps> would buy the 50 from Bill after Bill bought 200. 200 is too many oh, okay. for Bill. Bill's reselling these things? <laughs> well, what do you think he's doing Bill. with 200? He's no, going to be right. on the subway, you know, put put the book in the people's hands, say $20. Yeah. My friend right. Jordan wrote this. Don't oh, crush boy. his dreams. Oh, boy. Yeah. Don't crush my dreams. Well, as long as people are reading it, I guess I'm okay with it, even if you do buy 200 copies to resell them. Would you people at you on Twitter? Is that how they share what? Yeah, at me on Twitter. You can uh, you can email us on Instagram. All the DMs are open. Slide into those DMs. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, and hey, if you want a uh, a personalized one, you can do that from Book Soup here in LA on their website. Yeah. Pretty easy to find. I'll write any fucking dumb thing in there you want to. You want a Jordan Jesse Go inside joke? You want some Cotton Candy Randy shit? I'll do it. Whatever. Fuck it. As long as you pre-order that shit. Pre-order. I mean, literally. Bill Corbett has you writing the text of Das Kapital. Yeah, sure. I'll do it. I just want this thing to take off, Jesse. Fucking, what, hashtag late capitalism, am I right? Thank you. Selling 50 books to Kevin Murphy with a partial right. text of Das Kapital, one quarter oh, of the text boy. of Das Marx's. It's time to guillotine the elites, huh? <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. And I'm Nicole Thurman, middle name, nickname. Yeah. <laughs> nickname is my middle name. Nickname is my middle name. That would have worked better. Yeah, that's it. That's me. That's me. I, I panic. <laughs> Stirred or shaken. Stirred or sort of shaken. Middle name is my nickname. That doesn't... <laughs> That doesn't make sense. Nickname is my middle name. Help me, help me. I like this character, Confused Super Spy. Confused Horrible Super Spy. Like, I forget the mission as soon as they give it to me. I'm like, wait, 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 what? How do we do it? It's like when you explain a board game. I'm like, no, 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 I missed all of that. (laughs) How many lumber cards do I need? (laughs) Yeah. HQ, this is nickname. Where did I put that dossier? Yeah. How do I use this pen again? Is it a camera? Is it a pen? What is this? Help. Yes. What do I have that is actually a camera? What is a gun? What is a bomb? Can you just make me a three-category list? Gun, bomb, (laughs) camera. She walks around just sweating. Like, I'm so freaking nervous. I can't do this. I hate suits. I hate it. This is so itchy. Itchy. What am I going to a wedding? I honestly don't remember. Who's the whiny spy? That'll be my nickname. Nicole Whiny Spy Thurman. <laughs> That's fun. I like that. <laughs> just as some... Oh, God. Malta uh, again. Oh, boy. Malta. I just went there. <laughs> it's a black tie affair. Oh, I don't like dressing up for these things. It's hard to move. I can't fight bad guys when I'm wearing a dress. Can I please play gin rummy? <laughs> <laughs> the seats in this Aston Martin are uncomfortable. <laughs> the ride is stiff. <laughs> uh, when something momentous happens to you, give us a call, 206-984-4FUN, or send us your voice memo from your telephone at jjgo at MaximumFun.org. Why not? Because we might use them in our segment. It's called Momentous Occasions. We've been doing it a long time, and it's still 
kind of works. Go ahead and press play, Brian, on Momentous Occasions. Hey guys, this is Connor Collin from Vancouver. I'm in a hoity-toity part of the neighborhood, and I just saw a McLaren with a Charizard on the side. Have a good one. <laughs> See, this is the spirit. This is the spirit of momentous occasions <laughs> when you see a $400,000 car with a Pokemon on it. Call us, 206-984-4FUN. JJ Go at MaximumFun.org. Doesn't have to be Charizard. Could be Snorlax. <laughs> Jordan, but no others, just those two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine how gauche it would be to buy a, a McLaren and then put a fucking Pikachu on the side? Mm -mm. Jesus Christ, get some I mean. taste. Snorlax or go home. That's why rich people need to be, first of all, they need to be stopped. They, somebody needs to say no. That's a yeah. whole thing. Like, just say no <laughs> to them. That's like Justin Bieber with the hair that Justin Bieber had. It's like, somebody tell him no. It doesn't matter how much money he has. Just slow him down. please come past and right. let Justin Bieber know. <laughs> yes, exactly. Wait, was it Usher? Usher discovered Justin Usher, Bieber. Usher, I think it was Usher. There you go. I just thought you meant T.I. just in general. And I was like, why not? Let's have T.I. come in. T.I. should come back because he's he's small, but he has a commanding presence. I think so, yeah. And an unlicensed firearm. Go ahead, Jordan. Yeah. I think it's it's also on, there's some responsibility on the person selling the Charizard sticker. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like, I think before you sell, before you let someone give you, you know, $4 for a Charizard sticker, mm -hmm. um, you know, you want to know where it's going. You want to know there should be background checks. How nice is your car? Is it yeah. too nice? Like a Charizard yeah. sticker can go on a, you know, Volkswagen Golf. I went, uh, I was just at the flea market this morning. They had one of those die cut vinyl sticker, right. you know, stands there. And they had a whole Pokemon section, but it just said 2006 Corvettes only. <laughs> oh, so love it. That's good. That's a responsible sticker vendor. That's what I like yeah, to see. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. You got to have a category where it goes. That's a city ordinance in Long Beach. Mm -hmm. mm. I mean, they did great with COVID, so it's nice to know that they're also doing a good job <laughs> making sure no too expensive uh, cars get Pokemon stickers. I was imagining it as being like a whole, you know how people like will wrap their cars? I, I was imagining it being like the whole side of the car had a Charizard on it or whatever. I think called. it was probably a full vinyl wrap. I think it was like, yeah. wasn't it, was it, it was on this program uh, just recently, Jordan, that we were talking about how there was a time in San Francisco where all donks were trick cereal themed, right? Right. Fruit Loops, tricks, Starbursts. I remember seeing a Starburst donk. What's a donk? Um, a donk is like a well. There's a few different. Uh, there's a few different definitions. One is a miniature donkey. Um, one Fair. is a, a type of car that's usually like a, a a '90s American sedan that's that's up really high and has giant wheels. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, there's like a reverse low rider. Imagine a reverse low rider. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, yeah, they had those they had those colorful color schemes. The third, if you're in a honky tonk, it could be part of a badonka donk. <laughs> I love honky tonk and I love a badonka donk. Where's Miss Frizzle when you need her? <laughs> <laughs> Off somewhere, not being thick enough. Not being thick enough, that's for sure. 
Miss Frizzle guides us into the honky tonk badonka donk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Miss Frizzle and the magic bus go to the honky tonk with her badonka donk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I remember, I will always remember getting a parking lot snaked by a Lexus with a MILF Hunter sticker on it. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. I'm telling you, somebody got to stop them. That's the thing is, it's like, I feel like that's how you can tell when a lot of people have a lot of money is when they'll be like in a crazy outfit and you're like, this is such a horrible outfit. It probably costs so much money. You yeah. just know. You just know. You yeah. got to be stopped. In that In that situation, there were three things to resent. I feel like as a as a forty year old person, even as a semi professional in the menswear industry, it's like two out of three in my mind that what teens are into now is like Mar a Lago core. Like dressing the way those people in the pictures of people standing next to Donald Trump at Mar a Lago dress with like purple loafers. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Yeah. Like gold pants would be another thing. Yeah. I could see teens, like teens at at like uh, trend-setting New York high schools (laughs) in purple loafers. Although to go back to a a previous topic, to to me, when I notice a teen, the the style seems to be Clarissa explains it all core. Yes. I think it's very 90s. The 90s are coming back so hardcore. Like there's like yin yangs on stuff and then everything's super colorful and neon and vinyl. Just like, yeah, yeah it's very 90s right now. Big shoes, thick shoes. Yeah. When I was younger, the only place you'd find yin yang was, was on twins. Yeah, there mm. we go. I'm glad that you, hey, <laughs> wait till you see my dick. Hey, bitch. That's a, that's a yin yang song. I didn't just say yeah. that. Yeah. No. <laughs> that's a quotation. Um, that, yeah, that's the, uh, the, uh, quoting the yin yang twins uh, circa 2004. I don't yeah, know. Uh, whisper. The whisper song. Brian, go ahead and press play on another telephone call. Hey, Jordan, Jesse, guest. I'm calling with a momentous occasion. I just graduated the fire academy, despite the fact that I'm pushing 40. And although I don't have a job yet, I am certified as a firefighter. I love you guys. Bye. Aww. Hell yes. I love that's this. That's so sweet. Yeah, that's nice. I mean, maybe, I mean, just until, you know, you find a fire station to work at, you could just do some freelance firefighting. Yeah. Have you guys heard, have you guys seen this uh, hashtag going around on Twitter? Uh, AFAS? No. It's, uh-uh. All firefighters are Sweetums. <laughs> oh. My aunt was a firefighter. And uh, when I was a kid, I got to go on some giant fire trucks in the fire station in Fairfax County, Virginia. Uh, and I got a special firefighter shirt. Whoa. Pretty I good. Know. Yeah. That's was cool. That was a real... I mean that was a powerful time in my life. I I really I took a picture of myself on that thing. I fucking printed it out at the photo mat. So this is before digital photography. Sent it straight to Gabe Zittrain's house. That CD-ROM oh, yeah. motherfucker. CD-ROM. <laughs> now who's nice doing great? That's right. Now who's killing the game? Nice guy, Gabe Zittrain. He's a nice guy. To me as a kid, I, I was a I was a, a very cowardly kid. So I the idea of doing like firefighting never appealed to me. But I Mm-mm. did like the idea of like making spaghetti with a bunch of buddies. 
Yes, it's so good. Let, the yeah. top appeals of firefighting. Number one, spaghetti with buddies. Number two, firefighters pole. Number three, yeah. blonde brush cut like Howie Long. Sure. I would say that's my top three reasons to become a firefighter. Wouldn't you say also, I bet the ladies love firefighters. I mean, you could just say I'm a firefighter and the women are like, oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> one of my favorite, what, I recently learned that one of my favorite rappers, this guy named Ka, K-A, uh, is a New York City firefighter. He is like currently? one of our greatest city's greatest heroes. Wow, that's cool. Yeah. He's, he's currently a firefighter and rapper? He's a firefighter a fi- firefighter rapper, that classic hyphenate. Is he doing that thing where he's like, y'all like hip hop? And then he gives them a mixtape and he's like, this is fire. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank, thank you. you. I'll be here for as long yeah, as you have me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Um, thank you so much. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think, I think uh, hip hop fans do too much complaining about the rise of SoundCloud rapping. Yeah. And not enough being grateful uh, that people don't put their out al- their rap album or mixtape into your hand on a street corner Strip and then truly. want you to give them twenty dollars for it. That's the worst. It's so uncomfortable because it's like it's like if somebody's like, "Do you care about the environment at Whole Foods?" and you're like, "I mean, yes, but I don't want to round up my bill to the nearest dollar." <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like I, 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 I do care. I do like it's like yes, I like hip hop. However, I don't want the CD because I was just trying yeah. to walk down the street. It's, it's Granted, yeah. I was going into Fat Beats Records, but mm-hmm. it's yeah. because there was some twelve inches by real rappers. I wish oh. to purchase. That's what you say, but then that person on the street's going to become famous, and then you'll regret saying real rappers because that person because be like, probably you know who it probably is, fucking Riz Ahmed. Mm. Fucking, I'm oh, like, yeah. this little dude's not, despite his steely charisma, is okay. not. Okay, here's here's another thing we do on Jordan, Jesse, Go. We have lots of beloved recurring segments on this show, from A to Z. Uh, they're all things that we've thought of and then made popular through our talent and hard work. Um, they're not just stuff that you think of and then call in and tell us about. Uh, by identifying what the premise is at the beginning of your call. It's all stuff that we thought of and have done many times. Copyright us. Uh, <laughs> here's an example of that. Brian, press play. Uh, hi, I'm calling in for your recurring segment, Ambivalent Therapy Successes. Uh, I am a total people pleaser. I've been working on telling people things that they don't want to hear, uh, which is especially important because I supervise about 20 people uh, in my job. So... Earlier this week, using a strategy and a script that my therapist and I developed together, I chewed one of my employees the fuck out. It was deserved. Um, (laughs) And it worked really well. So now I'm a monster who yells at people to get what he wants. Uh, Thank you, guys. Yep. Yep. I I 100% imagined... (laughs) <laughs> that the script was a dialogue between the therapist and our caller. <laughs> they were going to put on like a camp show for this employee. <laughs> I know I was going to say, if your therapist can help you with scripts, geez. I know, right? Yeah. You getting punch up on these scripts? What's up? I should just sit down. I'm like, okay, it's Predator meets Fast and Furious. Right. Is, this, is this therapist WGA? What's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> they get a story by credit. That's yeah, how they get a contributing okay. producer thing for sure for sure yeah it's a comedy central therapy office so Mm. they don't like doing stuff union 
<laughs> like keep it cheap. My do- my friend, Dr. Katz. <laughs> <laughs> that the therapist from uh, back in the day? What was that called? The critic. Yes. The critic. <laughs> yeah, my yeah. therapist, Jay Sherman. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's it. That's who was the critic. <laughs> my therapist, Fish Police. Fish Police. Yep. Is that correct? Fish Police, Jordan? No, no. Uh, I think Comedy Central reran Fish Police. I bet think that, that sounds correct okay. to me. Great. I was just I was I was just taking the next step from uh, the critic, but I was not confident that Fish Police was the name of the show about the fish policeman. Right. There is. I learned so. Fish Police is a is a punchline from a hyper specific time in our youth when every um, every like TV network tried to have a Simpsons and they basically yeah. all failed. And there were mm-hmm. all these like animated knockoffs in 1993 or whatever where. You know, ABC and NBC tried to do a Simpsons. They all failed. And I think one of them was Fish Police. And it was based on like an underground comic. And the appeal of this underground comic was it was anthropomorphic fish. And the female fish had giant tits. Oh, my God. Mm. Of course. Uh, you know. Uh, um, so, you know. So, they had that was the fan base going into it. Anyway. Yeah. So, I think the Fish Police comic <laughs> fans, I learned, turned against the show because the the tits were not big enough. <laughs> but someone oh, out gee, someone out there pointed me to a fish... Pol- there's a fish police forum, fans of the source material, of who are just like begging for a reboot. They want someone to do it right. Oh my yeah. God. There's a, I feel like there's like a subreddit or like a whatever you just called it for every for everything. Yeah. Every little niche thing. They've got like a, people wanting more of it. And they're like, bring it back with bigger fish tits. <laughs> bring it, Yes. <laughs> Give me the fish tits we deserve. Yeah. I felt like the babes uh, weren't bodacious enough in USA mm. Network's uh, Mr. Natural R. Crumb animated sitcom. Mm. Yeah. I do like not remember that one. Too, the women were too svelte. They got to be bodacious. Like, our, bodacious like our gal babes. Frizz. That's right. <laughs> like the Frizz, baby. Ba-donk-a-donk. That's right. Ain't nobody out there doing it like honk, Frizz. Honk, mm-hmm. That's her. She honked the... Horn of the school bus. Which one's the <laughs> bus and which one's her ass? Yeah, that's right. Hey. She drives the school bus. Yeah. Right. Where did she get a class C license? <laughs> she does. It's a magic school bus. So that's a class yeah. D license. You know oh. what? Back that bus up, Fris. Sure. You know what? Put it in reverse, baby girl. <laughs> <laughs> Just back up into that colon. <laughs> <laughs> Two zero six nine eight four four fun or JJ go at maximumfun.org. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Video games. Video games. Video games. You like them? Maybe you wish you had more time for them. Maybe you want to know the best ones to play. Maybe you want to know what happens to Mario when he dies. <laughs> in that case, you should check out Triple Click. It's a podcast about video games. A podcast about video games? But I don't have time for that. Sure you do. Once a week, Kickback as three video game experts give you everything from critical takes on the hottest new releases to scoops, interviews, and explanations about how video games work to fascinating and sometimes weird stories about the games we love. Triple Click is hosted by me, Kirk Hamilton. Me, Jason Shire. And me, Maddie Myers. You can find Triple Click wherever you get your podcasts and listen at MaximumFun.org. Bye! Hi, 
Are you someone who thinks that when one door closes, another one opens? Someone who always sees the light at the end of the tunnel. If you answered yes to one or both of these questions, good for you. We are not those people. Nope. I'm Annabelle Gerwich, and I'm a, you know that other door opening? It probably leads to a broom closet kind of person. And I'm Laura House. When I see a light at the end of a tunnel, I assume it's a train headed right toward me. Laura and I have created a brand new podcast for people like us. It's called Tiny Victories. We're sharing personal tiny victories or things we've read or seen that inspire resilience. So if you're looking for a tiny reason to get out of bed each week, subscribe to Tiny Victories. Available on Maximum Fun or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's get tiny. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Nicole Thurman, your mom. Did I, can I make Aww, a new one? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> hey. I'm all of your mothers. Surprise, bitches. I'm your mom. Whoa. <laughs> mom, you're I made bringing a, new a lot one. more flavor than I expected. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. We're switching it up. 77 and bringing the heat. Mm-hmm, that's right. Yeah, that's. I look good for my age too. Everybody tells me I look not a day over seventy five. Mm-hmm. <laughs> moisturizing. That's the secret. Mm-hmm, that's you what gotta, it is. I drink a lot of water watch. and I moisturize. Just me and J Lo putting on some uh, olive oil on our faces. That's you what do it does. that together. Oh yeah, keeps oh, you yet yeah. forever young. I do that with with my buddy Jude. <laughs> love Jude. I love him. You know I do. Hey Jude. We have a we, love we have a gorgeous bald men club. Oh, um, nice. it's mostly just putting olive oil on our faces, though. <laughs> Me and my buddy uh, Ben Affleck, we just get together and throw Duncan's munchkins at each other. <laughs> <laughs> Try to catch them in your mouth. Yeah, that's why we. That's why we stay so greasy. <laughs> that's why oh, yeah, that's I always look so yeah. greasy. Some people moisturize. Some people just get powder. You know, donuts all over the face. Yeah. grease. That works uh, too. God, I would love to use powdered donuts to powder my nose. Yeah. That would be nice. Can I tell you something about powdered donuts? Hmm. Mm-hmm. I think they're fucking garbage. <laughs> they are. They're not great. You know that bag of donuts somebody brings to the potluck after church? Mm-hmm. You eat it because it's better than the other shit from the, like, it's better than a muffin. Mm-hmm. But it fucking sucks compared to a donut. Nobody wants it. And then it always dries your mouth out. So you're just like, like trying to like <laughs> oh suffer gosh, through it. Oh my gosh, yes. You know? Yeah. You know what has a, those, the little chocolate ones have that waxy chocolate. I yeah. like the waxy chocolate. I do the waxy too. chocolate is fun to like pull off with your tongue. Yes. I think that is, you've, you've identified the exact appeal of that waxy chocolate. It is the act of removing it from the donut intact. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That it can be lifted like a Jude Law hairpiece directly <laughs> from, I got nothing but love for Jude Law. I watched that Jude Law submarine movie. Which Loved one? it. Oh, Three stars. Three stars Jude out Law of three? submarine How many movie stars? that basically didn't even make it into theaters. Loved it. Loved Jude Law. Loved the submarine. The whole nine yards. Mm. Jordan, your thoughts about evil robot Jude Law. <laughs> oh, uh yeah, I'm pro I'm pro Jude. Um yeah, I mean talented Mr. Ripley, uh the movie whose name I forget where he removes people's organs who have mm-hmm. who have uh, uh uh stalled on their organ payments. Anyway, mm-hmm. it's good. American Forrest Whitaker is also good in it. They have a fun buddy chemistry. Oh. 
yeah. buddy chemistry in a movie where they remove organs. Sounds yeah. like a fun buddy thing. Just like yeah. a little light romp, a little road trip it's movie. It's a nice romp, and there's a lot of scalpel fights in it, I remember. Oh, I love it. Jude Law is a, is a fast-talking import from Atlanta, and uh, uh, Forrest Whitaker is his by-the-books partner. Mm-hmm. They'll take a road trip that'll last them the whole summer, and they'll learn, you know, valuable lessons from each other that they wouldn't have learned before. Yeah, it's the friends we made along the well, way. Friends are maybe all. Yeah, exactly. You know what question this episode of Jordan Jesse Go has really brought up for me? I don't know. I we like to we like to close the show with uh, uh, questions that we're that we're facing. Just so you know, right. Nicole. Okay. We actually um, don't do that. We've never done that. Go ahead, Jesse. <laughs> I guess. I guess the question. Since we do this every show, I don't know mm-hmm. if this is going to be great, but since we do it every show, right. um, I guess the question this brings up for me is, Adrian Brody, what's that guy oh. up to? Good and everything. Adrian I think, Brody. I think I, I asked someone that recently who works in Hollywood. Uh-huh. Uh, this, and this could be wrong. I could be wrong yeah. about this. I yeah. think he was too crazy to work with. Oh, no. Uh, I mean, he seems yeah. a little Looney Tunes. I follow him seems on Instagram. Likely. I think you were like too him. too much too much trouble versus the, the return you're getting. Oh, I don't know, because I'm watching 2005 King Kong with my kid. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's one of the stars of that movie, and uh, he brings a lot to the table in that film. A Couldn't lot. agree more. He lot. did a um, fashion show recently. There's a, bu- a few actors that were in it, I think. I can't remember who now. Gary Oldman was one of them, I think. But it was like they did a fashion show where they were modeling suits and just walking and looking hot. So yeah. he, he's, doing, he's doing a little work every now and so then. So there you go. That's, that's <laughs> he didn't a... have to talk in it. So yeah, he's easier probably. <laughs> he just walks. You know what? How about this? Adrian Brody, call me. Yeah. I don't care how crazy you are. <laughs> you're cast as a guest on Jordan <gasps> Jesse Go. Wow. Adrian <laughs> Brody. Can you win an Oscar for a podcast guest spot? <laughs> oh, we've already won four. Well, there you go. And he, we're the and hosts of the show. But they that's said, incredible. Jordan, Jesse, if you were guests, you'd have been the best. Absolutely. Have some of these Oscar awards. Absolutely. And actually, the podcast guest Oscar is one of those that they don't give out on the telecast. They give it mm-hmm. out at another time. And um, actually, I think that time is right now. So I'll go ahead and read the winner. Uh this year's Oscar for podcast guest goes to Nicole Thurman. Nicole Thurman. <gasps> oh my god! Oh my god! Jordan, it's the wrong envelope. It. it was Maria Bamford. Oh, oh no! no. Oh, Maria Bamford was supposed to win. Oh. You pulled the Warren Beatty, whoever he is. Oh my God! This is a sad day for me, but you know what? Just to have that moment of fleeting fame and Oscar success, I will take it. Thank a, you so I much. I mean, it's a, it's a real. I mean, I don't want to put words from your mouth, but I think it's an honor just to please be nominated. Do. Oh yeah, please put those words in my mouth. It is that. That's what I was about to say. Great, <laughs> Dick Tracy and Bullworth. Mm. Mm-hmm. Those were the Warren Beatty movies I'd seen. Dick Tracy, yeah. where he's a a cartoon detective, uh-huh. rendered in vivid Technicolor. Yeah. And Bullworth, what do you where he was Bull- rapping Bill Bull- Clinton. Rapping Bill Oh. It was like if Bill Clinton rapped. Uh-huh. I think I'll take Dick Tracy over Bullworth if we're doing a hot people competition again. That's what, yeah. that's what I would put in my hot people competition. Nothing <laughs> makes you hotter than a little TV watch. Hey, that's right. I wish I could think of any of those secondary characters from Dick Tracy so I could say that actually I'm more of a blah, blah, blah. Mumbles. Guy. 
Mumbles, thank you. I'm more of a mumbles man. Okay, Nicole Thurman, you see her on your television, here, there, and everywhere else. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nicole, what are we plugging? Just your Instagram hot yeah. celebrity contest? Yeah, just follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Nicole Thurman, two C's in my first name. Just give me a follow. Come vote yeah. on some hot people. <laughs> and you know what? Smash that subscribe button. Smash it. Yeah. I don't know where do you get, I don't know where you get the computers with the sub- subscribe button on them. Is that one of the, is that like F6? Do I press function F6? <laughs> Jesse, just go, go hand, hand your computer to one of my friends on the Geek Squad. Uh-huh. <laughs> Thank you very much. Tell him you oh. need a subscribe button. I get so, I get so worried and I just feel a sense of calm when I see their distinctive PT Cruiser. Right. You know, you know you're in good hands. <laughs> That's the only oh. time that sentence will ever be said, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Our theme music is Love You by the Free Design, courtesy of the Free Design and their label Light in the Attic Records. Our thanks to them. Our producer, Brian Sonny D. Fernandez, Valerie Moffat. Manning the uh, uh, Facebook video stream. Yeah, that's right. We've been video streaming to Facebook late Sunday nights on the East Coast when you should be going to bed before work the next day. Uh, Thank you to Val for that. Um, Jordan is on Twitter at Jordan underscore Morris. I am on Twitter at Jesse Thorne. We are on Reddit at MaximumFun.Reddit.com. I am on Instagram at Put.This.On. Jordan is on Instagram at Jordan David Morris. David's his middle name, folks. That's the big reveal in this credit sequence. Hashtag at JJGo on Twitter, and we will talk to you next time on Jordan Jesse Go. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.